Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. All right. Hey, friends. This is Joe McCall, and this is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, and I'm with a good friend, Rick Otten. Rick, how are you? Hey, Joe. It's great chatting with you again. Yes, you're from Australia, right? You still there? Yeah, in actual fact, I am at the moment, but I'm about to come back up to the uh, Northern Hemisphere. And, uh, gee, you got some interesting weather happening up there at the moment. Jeez. Yeah, I'd say the last couple of weeks in the United States have been pretty crazy. We've had a hurricane in Houston. I was down in Houston last week um, delivering some stuff from our church. We had, we donated we donated a bunch of supplies. And uh, <clears throat> now there's something going on in Florida, a little hurricane called Irma. Uh, you know what's funny, Rick? Uh, I read something in the Wall Street Journal. There's a couple named Harvey and Irma. They've been married for 75 years. And uh, the hurricane that went into Houston was called Harvey. And the hurricane, the next hurricane that hit Florida was called Irma. And this couple, really? their first names are Harvey and Irma. And they've been married like 75 years. And they have these two hurricanes named after them. Wow. It, it was a coincidence. It was not, it was not uh, planned that way. You know what? I'm not too sure if I'm more shocked about being married for 75 years or about <laughs> the whole <laughs> Wow. God bless them, right? That's pretty cool. So, Rick, uh, you're in Australia. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Probably would take me about 20-something hours to fly over to Australia. It's literally on the other side of the world. and uh, But it's it's summer, end of the summer here. It's what? You end know of what? the winter there? Yeah. Again, we're just coming into our spring. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's one of those things, you know, we talk about remote. I think when we talk about remote, you've got to have a wardrobe for both. You never know. You're either going to be in the winter somewhere or you're going to be in the summer somewhere. Didn't, so you, say, big- <laughs> didn't you say one time um, when somebody asks you where do you live, you say wherever it's summer? Yeah, pretty much. So it's coming into summer now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So I thought uh, today, you know, we're talking about this remote property, and yeah. I thought, we, 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 you know, you ran a podcast. We had a lot of people who were interested in Greece, and I thought maybe we could give people a bit more detail and a bit more information on what's happening there right now. And this is fascinating because we were talking recently in Iowa. You have a farm up in Iowa. We met halfway between St. Louis and Iowa, and uh, you were telling me about these, you're flipping deals in, Aust- in Greece, which just blew my mind. The people that don't know, you've, you've started investing in Australia. You've done in deals in Texas, all over the United States, all over Australia, all over England and Spain. And now you're doing deals in Greece. And I wanted to talk to you about that. And um, maybe backtrack a little bit. Like, are you, are you really buying deals in Greece and renting them out? Um, and uh, are you just doing the same creative real estate tactics and strategies that you normally do here. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fact. It's funny you should say that because I woke up this morning and uh, a colleague of mine who's in Greece, who's negotiating some contracts, and he goes, well, you're right. That seller's prepared to take payments for a longer period of time and drop another 50000 off the price. 
So I was thinking, yeah, 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 I'm still buying in Greece. <laughs> all right. So, so it's a, well, first of well, all, why Greece? Yeah. Why Greece? Well, Greece is in an absolutely fan. Well, look, it's in a, what we call the one-off. If we talk about the 2008 crisis in the United States or in the world, the global financial crisis, you know, everybody has a one-off. And Greece has got this one-off thing right now where house prices have dropped, you know, anywhere from 40 to 70%. Now, they've dropped so far that it costs you more money to build a property in Greece than it now costs you to buy them. They've dropped too far. There's a whole bunch of reasons for that. So therefore, if you understand that it's dropped too far, it's going to have the bouncing effect. It's how do you get in there and secure as much as you can, and you're really buying an equity, really. You're buying an equity for when the sun shines again. And you think it will? Well, yeah, it does, because what happened was that economy uh, went got whacked, right? And But like, but already now, we're starting to see it now. Uh, people are coming back into the Greek economy because around the world they've realized, they've said, you know what? We're buying these 1.2 million properties for 400,000 or you're buying these properties for prices which you're scratching your head and going, nah, nah, it's just too cheap. Now, when that happens, uh, we're starting to see it in, in so many different areas. Uh, one of the things that the Greek government has done They've now given people lifetime residency to Europe and the EU if they invest 250000 in a property in Greece. Really? Now, a lot of people in the world are now investing €250,000 into the Greek economy in order to buy lifetime European residency. Well, right there, wow. I mean, people are just – this has only been going on for a few months. So now, prior to that – Greek residency or residency to the EU, right? Residency to the EU. Wow. So anybody? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and that's it. Now, most people don't know this. Wow. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting a massive amount of people who are moving into Greece. Now, what happened? You think about this. If you've got a property worth 200000 well, to someone who's trying to buy residency to the EU, is that really two hundred or is it two fifty? So what it's done, it's very quickly put a floor under the value of the Greek properties that kept collapsing, okay? As now, so many people, uh, as I sat there with so many agents, it's kind of like the ticket price is 250 Everything suddenly becomes 250 We just put a, a floor in there. Uh, but we're also starting to see uh, they've got uh, capital controls in there. Now, people have to understand this, Joe. Capital controls means that you cannot get your profit out real fast. You've got to take it out over a slow period of time. But the magic is whenever companies, countries have capital controls, they're only there for a period of time. So when they lift those capital controls, it's kind of like taking the lid off a boiling pot. You know what I mean? Okay. So Cyprus, Cyprus had capital controls for four years. Or well, once you remove those capital controls, you suddenly all the money flows back in. Um, and if you're already in, you're sort of yep. first cab off the rank. All right. So let's talk about uh, you're doing these deals um, using the same creative real estate strategies. 
that you use in Australia and Spain and the United States, right? Well, yeah, they had to be created because they weren't there. So, you know, you had to sort of make the trip and sit down with a whole bunch of legal people that sort of tell you what you could do and what you couldn't do and what was the normal way of doing business. And then maybe you start talking about some fresh ideas. And I've always actually found, as I've gone into most countries around the world, when you run out a new idea and someone says, says tell me that you can't do it, my philosophy is always say, you know, work with the guys who will find a way to do it and not with the guys that tell you what you can't do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, what we, we figured out was I knew there had to be a way that we could make payments to buy property in Greece. Because you've got to remember, the Greek people have already pay, always paid cash for property. There's a big – they have a very, very high percentage of the country that pays cash. Buyers and sellers pay cash. They're not really big on payments because there hasn't really been a structure to do that. Well, the opportunity was when the house prices dropped in Greece, Joe, they dropped down to the value of the debt. So all the equity got wiped out. It dropped down to the value of the debt. Now you can pick up the houses for the debt value. You've just got to work out a procedure by which you can make payments to cover the debt payments. You got it? Yeah, okay. So even though some properties, most of the properties are bought with cash, you're saying there still is some um, debt on them, or you're just looking for the ones that do have debt on them? I'm looking for the ones that have debt on them, or I'm creating the debt with the seller. Okay. So if if the seller, the, the market is such that if the seller wants cash, he can sit there because I've got so many other sellers who will accept payments in order to get the property sold. So only 12% of Greeks can get a bank loan. It's very, very hard to get a bank loan, only 12%. Wow. That means 88% cannot buy a property in Greece, and hence that's why they're 70% discounted. So it was a case of saying, well, Mr. Seller, if I want to make monthly payments to you, the sellers were on board. It was just creating a paperwork system in the Greek uh, you know, legal process that allowed that to happen. Okay, now, um, so you're you're creating st- these deals. Uh, st- you're creating creative purchasing trans uh, strategies to buy these properties. So you're yeah. not paying cash for them, right? Look, I've had some opportunities to pay cash. One of the lessons I learned in Dallas, uh, going back to the late eighties, early nineties. There were properties that got real, real cheap that you can pay cash for, and there are properties in Greece where I can buy properties in the suburbs of Athens for 15, 20, 25,000 euros. The big lesson I learned in Dallas nearly 30 years ago was when you buy those properties, they end up being in what I call the C or the D grade areas. Mm -hmm. So when the economy turns around, those things don't go up in value very much. So I tend to buy the more expensive properties now, the A and the B grade, and I'd rather make payments on a more expensive property than pay cash on a cheaper one. Very good point. Very good point, which is why knowing creative real estate investing strategies is important to know how to purchase these things, right? You make your profit when you buy, bottom line. So, Uh, yeah. All right. So how do you find these deals, Rick? 
surprisingly easy when you're in a market where you've got 10% buyers and 90% sellers. It's really, really, really easy. Um, and you put the word out that you're interested in buying some properties and wow, it's kind of the whole world came to your door. Really? Uh, I found myself sitting in a coffee shop and the sellers would come to the coffee shop or the agents would come with multiple sellers. And I guess I got a bit lazy because if people weren't prepared to come to my coffee shop, I guess I wasn't prepared to go to the property. So the coffee shop meeting would have to happen first then I would negotiate the transaction based on what their property is meant to look like, and then I'd see the property later. All right. So how, how I brought it had to be negotiated first, right? So I, how I was going to buy it, I'd want to negotiate first. You got to negotiate the terms first before you even go spend time looking yeah. at the property. All right. Well, how did you yeah, get them to come to the – I'm sorry. Say that again. In other words, what? You waste a lot of time looking at a lot of properties that you never get to buy. Very good. So how did you get them to come to the coffee shop? Well, it was kind of like this. I understand you got this property that you want to sell for 260,000 euros. How's that been going for you so far? I said, well, there's no buyers. Well, I could buy it. Would you want to sell it to me today? Yeah, would you buy it today? Well, I guess you can come down to the coffee shop. It's a possibility. Okay. But if you can't get to the coffee shop, I guess I understand. <laughs> well, right, do you want to see the house? Now, well, no you, point me saying I can't buy it. You, you don't speak Greek, though, right? Correct. All right, so how do you communicate so, to send that marketing out to them and talk to them? Well, good news. A lot of Greeks speak English. Now, you've got to remember, I'm not in the country villages. I deliberately decided to go to the upmarket parts of Athens because when the economy turns around, the upmarket part of Athens called the Greek Riviera, where they're putting a lot of money in there because the Greek government wants to compete with the French Riviera and steal some business from the French Riviera. So there's an area called the Greek Riviera. Now, that's where... The, the better part of Athens is, and that's where the money's going. Uh, you've got to remember, too, something I learned as I bought um, properties in different countries around the world. Most people only know two cities in any other country. So if you ever buy property outside those two cities that everybody knows, it just kind of sits around. So everybody knows Athens, and uh, so if I say Athens, people go, oh, I know Athens. Okay. Plus, I know when this thing turns around, most of the money will come to Athens first before it goes elsewhere. Okay. So I kind of like, um, I've always done it this way. I've always gone, what do, you, what do you want for your house? Is that a now thing or a later thing? If they say it's a now thing, I say, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, well, I'm down in the coffee shop, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you swing by in the next 20 minutes? Let's see what we can put together. And while you're here, I'll have a quick look at your house on the laptop computer. So I tell people I'm going to be looking at it on Google Earth so that they can get their head around how I'm going to see it. And I'll have a look at it while you're here to verify that's your house when you're here. And let's let's start moving forward. Okay, so still, how do you, how do you find them? How do you know they want to sell their house? Are you um, sending any kind of 
direct mail? Or are you just contacting people that have their houses listed for sale or rent? The one thing that you go, well, that's interesting. In the Greek market, what they haven't gotten into yet is the sophistication of direct mail. They're all um, bandit signs, direct mail, any of this sort of stuff. The reason is, is they've never had a situation like this. Got to remember two things. With, in the US and most countries, most people sell their houses through an estate agent. In the Greek economy, a lot of people sell direct. Buyers and sellers buy and sell direct. They don't go through agents. Okay? So it's just a part of their culture. And they haven't had a situation like this before where they've had such a massive downturn. And Greek people have been brought up uh, probably since the Acropolis was built that property never goes down in value. Unlike the US property, which has goes up and goes down, goes, Greek property never goes down in value and really never has. So when this happened, it was just this one-off thing that's like, really hit people over the side of the head because their entire life has just disappeared in the, in the value of this property. But also remember, wages have also dropped 50% as well. It was all part of this EU thing. So they haven't got into the crea uh, the creative marketing. Uh, really, if, if you tell solicitors, uh, I'm looking for some people who might want to sell a property, uh, you tell what agents you know that you're looking for some people who want to sell a property, you're probably going to be pretty booked up just getting through that. I had one agent who walked in and I said, uh, do you have some sellers? And he said, well, I, I brought 3,500 with me. Um, will that be enough for today? And I was like, well, that's a start. So you've got a situation where the entire country is trying to sell because you've got to remember from their perspective, a lot of them have no equity left because the prices have fallen to just the debt load. Now they're trying to make payments on a debt loan for which there's no equity. Their wages have all been slashed. So whereas before it was not a struggle to make the payments, now it's a struggle to make the payments. And, you know, um, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. I prefer to make payments. Um, I, I won't say no to paying cash, but if you pay cash for properties, you've got to remember this. You've got, to, you've got to sell it to somebody else who can make payments to you because if you try to sell it for cash, no one's got any cash. Sure, okay. So if you put your cash in, you, you try to get your cash out, right? Yeah. So do you have somebody local there, boots on the ground, that helps you with these properties and helps you show them or find good tenants for them, things like that? Yeah, so what I did was, yeah, so what I, did was I met a guy who was great. And uh, but he speak he he he, he uh, works in half the time in England and half the time in Greece, so he's Greek and he speaks perfect English. But a lot of the Greek people in Athens speak pretty good English anyway. There's not a real struggle with that. And uh, most of the legal firms, you will find someone in that legal firm that speaks Greek. Most people are uh, sorry speaks English. Most people under thirty five speak English, and. Uh, what he does is he's got three sales guys that work for him. Okay. Right? Just doing real estate the normal way. He was buying them, refurbing them, and selling them. But he realized he can't sell them to anybody because no one's got any money or no one's got the cash. And I said, look, 
how about I create the paperwork system where we can buy and sell on payments, I'll retrain your sales guys just to bring people down to the coffee shop, I will uh, you know, put the transaction together and then we'll just sell them on payments and then where we make the profit is we sell them on payments but we charge say 20,000 euros up front as our fee so people can move in and make payments on properties. Nice. Have you ever yeah. thought of putting any of these properties on Airbnb? No, I haven't. I have had a lot of guys who have contacted me and asked me to do joint ventures where they've got um, portals to uh, the just wholesale properties, like, you know, you're in wholesaling, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got a lot of guys asking me about doing joint ventures where I just get them and then they just wholesale them out, you know, because the upside uh, potential on the property market there is just huge, uh, especially now where the um, – the old Olympic Games was, the old airport was, Athens Airport was. Yep. It's all being redeveloped. A lot of money going in there. Uh, no, I haven't. And it's not that I don't know. I just don't know about it. So I tend to just do what I know. So I hear that guys are making great money out of Airbnb, but I don't know Airbnb. So I guess we yep. tend to do what we know. Right? All right. So you can, you, can you give us an Go example ahead. deal of, of, of something yep. that you're working on right yep. now in Greece? Well, let me tell you, I'll tell you two we just did. One, I had a lady that wouldn't sell her property for less than 110,000 euros. That was it. And what kind of property was so, this? Is it a big A home? fully furnished two-bedroom apartment. Fully furnished two-bedroom apartment in the right part of Athens. Uh, she wants to go to Cyprus to live. She's met a guy. She's, I don't know, mid-50s, late-50s, met a guy in Cyprus, wants to get down there. One to 110,000 on this thing. And uh, we kind of talked about it and we sort of agreed that 80,000 might be where it needs to be. And then I said, well, you know, come down to the coffee shop and let's see how we're going to work, how we're going to make this work. And uh, I said, okay, so here's how this deal works. It's, I said, can you take payments on it? And she said, well, I've never taken payments on a property before. And I said, well, I know, and that's why I thought I'd ask. <laughs> and uh, so we agreed. Uh, and she said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, look, I can't understand you don't know, uh, but do me a favor. I've just got to I, – I make my appointments 20 minutes long, that's all, so that I don't complete it in 20 minutes, but I sift and sort who's in and who's not in. The reason I also make them 20 minutes is important. People keep turning up for the next appointment. Does that make sense? And then I'm already busy. So the people already see a line of people lined up to see me and then the staff in the coffee shop give them coffee and cakes and stuff. So she said, well, I've got to be hurry. All these people lined up to see you. And wow. I said, yeah, it's a busy day. Yeah, so I always do it. That's deliberately done for 20 minutes so I can okay. sit and sort. Here's right. how the deal looks. It's no money down. It's... Uh, 300 euros for seven months, no interest. I usually don't pay interest. 300 euros uh, for seven months. The rent on this thing is 500 euros. Then I've got to pay, uh, after seven months, I've got to pay uh, a balloon of 30,000 euros on that. And then uh, the, the for the rest of it, 
until it gets to 80,000 year, euros, is at 250 a month for 15 years, I think it is. No interest, right? So, so are you, are, in, in seven months, are you going to pay that balloon of 30,000 euros? Um, well, I think we're going to have a conversation about that right now. So what I might do is in seven months, uh, based on where I see the value of this property, I'll either flip this property and just tell somebody else about that balloon because it's like, you know, where the value is, or I'll restructure it. Or um, that paperwork's the, the, the paperwork system's really slow in Greece. It's because of the way titles are. They don't have any title system like we have in the UK or the US where you can look up titles. It's got to be manually done. They've got to go all the way back through Spartacus. So it's a very slow system. Okay. So we'll renegotiate that there. I may just uh, cut that check uh, if I see the value on that one because the rest of it, I've virtually got seven months and 15 years interest-free on a place that I can rent for five. Um, what I'm actually going to do, you asked me about the Airbnb. That one I'll probably Airbnb because I'm going to keep that as my residence in in uh, Athens where I'm there, short-term Airbnb. Uh, the other one we just did today was the guy's gone from $1.15 million down to 450000 wow. Today it just went down to 400000 uh, payments went from 12 months, I wanted 60 months, we're down to 36 months. So I'm at uh, 400,000 on 36 months. And he wants 10% up front. Um, and whether or not I pay that 10% up front depends on what the next guy's going to pay me. So are you going to flip that contract or, or keep it? Oh, yeah. oh God, man, that's a 700,000. Yeah. Now there, yeah, that that's yeah, absolutely. That's got a lot of fat in it. So, do you, you know? want to stay in the um, middle of that, or do you want to flip it? Well, it's really interesting. Here's what's interesting: and every country's quirky. This unit is on the waterfront on the Greek beach, okay? But down the bottom, there's a gas station, like where your cars fill up petrol, right? You know what? Every every country in the world doesn't care about that, but Greeks. Don't like buying in a building where there's a gas station down the bottom of the building in case the gas station blows up and the whole building goes away, right? So I'll probably sell that to an American who wants a beachside multi uh, property. It's right there, three bedrooms, beachside right there. He ain't going to care about a gas station on the bottom of this building. Yeah. Because of, of the price on this thing. So there's, each country's got really quirky reasons as to why someone won't buy it, whereas someone in another country really wouldn't care. Rick, I think maybe a lot of people are going to be wondering, why are you even wasting, not maybe wasting, but why are you even spending time in Greece? Aren't there enough opportunities in the UK or in Australia right in your own backyard? Yeah, but the passion, the excitement is doing what people say you can't do. Yeah. For years, people were saying to me, you know, what a shame you couldn't make your stuff work in Greece, you know, that's so cheap. And eventually people kept at me and at me and eventually, you know what? I said, you know what? I don't speak Greek. But I went over there and I thought, this will be a novelty. I'll take some interpreters. I sat down. And they use the same way. Greeks will tell you, like every country, man, you can't make payments in Greece, you know. It's against the way it's done. Well, let's just change the way it's done. Sure. 
So we credit for it. So it's not so much about the money. It's more about the, uh, I guess, the passion or the excitement. It's the, I don't know, just figuring out how to do it. I think it's the exciting bit. I mean, after a while, you know, money's money, but yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I've been to Prague quite a bit, and I've I've thought about this, you know, because Prague is a similar situation depending on where you buy. Um, I don't, you know, there's not a lot of investors that are going in there and buying deals creatively, um, and so that would be that would be really cool. And uh, I don't know, maybe the next time I'm there, I'll start looking into doing something like that. Well, let me tell you uh, where I'm where I'm doing in Greece uh, moving forward. So what I'll do quite often is when I've got to pay cash, right, I will bring an investor who writes the check for cash. But that comes with a very, very big discount, okay? Then I will sell it on payments. The difference between what I can pay on cash in Greece and what I can get in payments would be twice. So if I'm paying the thing, whereas maybe I might pay 400000 in the US in cash and I can sell on payments for five hundred. Well, in Greece, I'd buy it for four hundred for cash, and I'd sell it for seven or even eight hundred on payments. Like the margins are massive, because no one else has figured out or is doing payments, right? Yeah. So you're the only guy letting people make payments on, on a house, and people are going, "Wow!" You know. Nice. <laughs> well, let's do this, Rick. This is a good place to break. Uh, on our next podcast, I want to ask you more questions about the tools that you're using. What is the systems and some of the processes and tools that you're using to do these deals remotely? And uh, maybe some things that people can start looking into if they're interested in doing this themselves as well. Excellent, Joe. Sounds like we'll get down to some uh, some tools of the trade. That's excellent. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Rick. And, and Rick, how can people get a hold of you? I'll tell you what the best thing they can do is why don't they uh, tell it? If they just download this thing, I've got a free little giveaway that they can use, right? Yeah. And it's called the uh, Deal Finder. It's called DealFinderPlan.com. DealFinderPlan.com. Okay. And it's a great little device that they can use for their properties, and then they can link through to be from there, okay? DealFinderPlan.com. That sounds good. Dot com. All right. Thank you, Rachel. Hey, so much. Okay. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.